0: Welcome to Promo Cares Radio, where we dive into the good being done in the promotional products industry. From general philanthropy to cause marketing to giving programs, we're here to shine a light on those inspiring stories that are helping to improve the world through promo. And now, Promo Cares Radio with your host, Roger Burnett.
1: This is Promo Cares Radio. My name is Roger Burnett, co-founder and president of Promo Cares and vice president of sales and marketing for Branded Logistics. PromoCares is a 100% volunteer initiative created to lift up and recognize companies in the promotional products industry using their businesses as superpowers for social good. We help suppliers, distributors, decorators, service providers, and end buyers alike become a bridge for positive social impact. We do this through best practice sharing, online and offline collaboration efforts and helping organizations with their give-back work by marketing their efforts and telling their stories. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by promotional products industry veteran and promo Carriage level go-giver, Mitch Rodas. As president of WIT Promotions, Mitch serves the Cincinnati Marketplace by day, specializing in the petroleum and aviation industries, and the rest of the time, Mitch can be found actively participating in the community, be it by virtue of community service and local government, volunteering on behalf of the industry, which is where I had the good fortune to meet Mitch, or most importantly, in the role he plays on behalf of Caring Partners, a worldwide medical ministry, which is the inspiration behind why I've asked Mitch to join me today. So welcome, Mitch.
0: Thank you, Roger.
1: Glad to have you, man. So, uh, It's been a long time. We were just remarking about the fact that it's been over three years since you and I were standing in a hot back lawn of the Dallas Hilton during a leadership development workshop for uh, PPAI. And I I don't remember exactly how we got on the conversation, but we were discussing about the different things that we do uh, as volunteers. And you shared with me a story about uh, these mission trips that you take to Haiti that I mean, three years later, here I am trying to track you down to get this conversation out to the rest of the world because it was that noteworthy to me. So, um, it's kind of what I'm hoping that we can we can talk about. Is, I, is my memory right? Where we we I swear we were sweating out there playing wiffle ball or something.
0: <laughs> That's What's exactly funny? right.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yep, Stop. your memory is exactly right.
1: Right, all right, well, cool. So, all right, well, before we get into that, um, just to give context to folks, uh, you know, a lot of the people that listen here are members of the promotional products industry. So uh, before we jump into the philanthropic work, t- talk a little bit about WIT Promotions. You know, if I, we say this is your chance to humble brag on your business. Like, you know, how long have you been in business? How big, you know, give us a little a little sense of uh, Mitch Rodas and WIT Promotions
0: well thank you first of all for having me on this show today uh you know i've been in the business right at exactly 30 years uh starting in uh, 1988 um i worked originally for a small distributor called esco out of dayton ohio and then uh about 12 years ago i joined the halo organization and uh and it's been a great ride ever since um so so uh Uh, several million dollars a year in volume and um, have a good little business going. Uh, The Halo group has been exceptionally good for me and my fit and my business plan. And and we seem to be doing growing every year. So that's a good thing.
1: No doubt. And Halo is in the midst of a worldwide takeover. Every time I turn around, there's another organization here in the industry that's joining the team. It's noteworthy to watch and clearly uh, the folks at Halo have the, the right thing going for a lot of people as they consider who to partner with. So congratulations on that. Very good. And you know, I think we'd be remiss in, in uh, not mentioning the fact that there's more than one rotis out there in the, in the promotional products industry having success. So, uh, why don't you touch on Brad just a little bit as well because clearly to me I think a lot of your passions have spilled over onto Brad.
0: Well, thank you for mentioning him. Uh, He is my son, uh, Brad, and uh, I'm exceptionally proud of him. He uh, started the industry, uh, he says, way before child labor laws were enforced. So
1: um,
0: (laughs) he would uh, do fulfillment jobs for me and uh, and et cetera at a very young age. Um, You know, the the funny story is I was painting like 10 cents a piece to do this job. And and I got on him for hiring all of his buddies. And, uh, and he came up to me and said, um, because I said, Hey dad, you know, Brad, you can keep all this money for yourself. He came up to me and said, dad, I'm only paying them half of what you're paying me. So keep it quiet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, An entrepreneur at a very early age, obviously. That's great.
0: Yeah. I think he was about eight or nine or 10 years old. And, um, and it was exceptional. I said, well, I hope you're getting a good markup. He goes, I just doubled it. It was easy.
1: And so a career. And he's, doing very,
0: he's doing very well in his business. He's doing very well. So I uh, hope to have him back under my fold uh, in a few years when I want to hang this one up.
1: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And, and uh, I think Brad, in much the same way as you, if I wanted to have him on for a promo cares radio, you know, he's got all of his own giving that he does as well. So it's nice to see that uh, you raised him right mitch so next you event. all right so let's, Thank you. let's let's turn our attention to the specifics of of your mission trips to haiti that you take uh, on an annual basis and and let's 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 uh let's set the scene so um talk talk to me about the inspiration behind how nine years ago we have someone uh in in mitch rodas that says to himself you know i think i'm gonna go to haiti
0: Well, it started uh, a few years before that. Uh, a local doctor friend of mine was constantly asking me for just anything, t- mostly T-shirts and things that he could take on these trips that he was doing and that would give away. And And one of the things to remember is um, in a foreign country, sometimes the kids are, are very reluctant to enter into a clinic where there's doctors and shots and whatever going on. But he seemed to think that uh, whenever there was people coming out of the clinic with something in their hand, whether it be a T-shirt or a mug or a hat or a pen or a whatever, uh, they seemed to get in line much quicker. And uh, so he was using our promotional products as a bait, if you will, to get people in the door. And uh, while, you know, his comment is, you know, they're really there for Mitch's trinkets, but while <laughs> they're there, I save their life. <laughs> <you know? laughs> That's crazy. Right? So that's how it got started. And one year and about uh, nine years ago, right after the earthquake in Haiti, he said, hey, I'm going back down. I need a lot of stuff and I need you. And that was the beginning of it. And I just thought there must have been a weak moment in my life because I said, sure. Yeah,
1: right?
0: <laughs> and I've been going nine years since and, and et cetera. So that's how it got started.
1: And just something as simple as the the power of our medium d- drawing yes. drawing you into the the you know this uh, incredible lesson of what it's taught you and what you know what being there has done in your personal and professional lives it's crazy to think that you know if you had been i don 't know a school teacher that maybe that opportunity wouldn't have presented itself in that way right so so yeah so, so yeah, talk a little bit about like what what it is that you do while you're there.
0: Well, it's kind of first, you know, I was going to back up just a second, because a lot of people, if they're out there and uh, if they attend church and churches quite often talk about missions and mission work and, and I had heard it for years and years and years and thought, boy, I'm so glad somebody else does that. Uh, It was not, it was not me. And uh, so it was really you know it was, it was just for years and years I'm glad that person is doing it and I'll financially contribute to them et cetera and um but when it became me it, it puts a whole new look on mission work and whether you're saving lives medically or religiously it's uh it's it's a neat thing and when you're there you touch it you smell it you see it it's a totally different world yeah so, um, so, so lay that out so,
1: you know what does it look like you know when you see, so 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 you hop a plane, you got ridiculous number of bags that you're trying to carry, right? <laughs> Everything's in yeah. customs, right? And like, what's this thing? where did it come from? Like, I'm sure there's, there's a little bit of a, a, a logistical challenge in trying to get everything down there, right?
0: Yeah, to, to put it into focus, we uh, take uh, 18 people and uh, four doctors, uh, four nurses, two or three pharmacists. Uh, and then about eight normal people like myself Uh and, um, and each one of those people, uh, have a backpack full as full as they can get it their own carry on that they carry on and put overhead. But the key part is each one of those 18 people, I assign them two large 50 pound duffels. Wow. So, uh, you know, when you do 18, uh, You know, times 100 pounds, that's 1,800 pounds just in those duffels. Yeah. And um, so when we arrive at the airport, it's it's a scene. And then, uh, of course, uh, getting through airport, but then most importantly, getting through their customs. Sure. And uh, so... In our country, we'd be put in jail. But what we do down there, we get through, and, and we're not taking anything illegal, no illegal narcotics or anything.
1: Sure.
0: But it is a lot of antibiotics, a lot of creams, a lot of heart and blood pressure, et cetera. And, right. uh, but we've been successfully, uh, Lord willing, we've been successfully uh, able to get through customs uh, without too many glitches for nine years now.
1: Right. And once
0: we're there, we uh, we actually live in an orphanage uh, that we've stayed at now nine years in a row. And uh, the orphanage is uh, in a little, near a town called St. Mark in Haiti. And uh, that is our home base. And then every day we go out to villages where there's literally nothing, maybe a little building, a stone building of something. But most people don't have homes, so they have mud shacks. And uh, we set up a little clinic, and we see about uh, ten patients an hour. Uh, so we do uh, each per doctor, so forty an hour, and we we see about two hundred and fifty a day.
1: Wow, 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 wow! Yeah. So, I, and I just I mean, I have to assume that the ailments that you encounter have to span the gamut, really, just everything, right?
0: Yeah, you know, uh the doctor explains it sometimes to me, he or to people that I recruit. He says, you know, it's almost like that sports physical that 80% of the people are fine and ready to go play football or basketball or whatever the sport be. But sometimes 10 or 20% of them have issues. Right. And uh so, so, you know, the 80% we make sure they have a worm pill, which down there uh the worms are very prevalent because um they tend to eat clay cookies that are seasoned to fill their belly to keep them from crying. And then they get worms. And of course, that eventually leads to death. So, uh, they get worm pills. Everybody does and they get uh, clean water and, and some vitamins, but we have cases, um, that are extremely, uh, we've lost patients where they've literally passed away. We've had patients with, um, uh, extreme diabetic uh, juvenile diabetic that hasn't had insulin in eight or nine months oh, wow. and uh, and she is down to maybe 60 to 60 pounds and blind and we get her uh, immediately on insulin and get her on a and, uh, we funded a uh, her insulin now every month and uh, that girl is now walking and we see her about every other year uh, walking the village so uh, another week or two, she probably would have perished.
1: Oh, wow. So,
0: and that's pretty powerful.
1: No doubt. So, and given the length of time that now you've been doing this, I have to suspect, Mitch, that there's been instances now, like you just described, where you're returning to a place where you've perhaps been before. Mm -hmm. And I would suspect then that the reactions from the people in those areas where you're journeying to when it's, a return visitor, perhaps even a third or a fourth, that that probably turns a little bit, the relationship into something a little deeper. Have you had situations like that where people recognize and remember your guys' trip there?
0: Oh, that's definitely happening. Uh, for the last, uh, at first two or three years, we moved around. Uh, the last six years, we've stayed pretty primarily to probably 80% of our uh, villages are the same villages. and. The neat part is not only are they recognizing us, they're remembering us, they're getting in line easier. So where in the early days, it might be a fight, literally a fight at the gate to get in because they know they're going to get something. And now they're more in. it's just much more controlled. And also the doctor gets to do an almost like an annual Checkup right. for many of these because so, the doctors are now getting to remember them, and they'll actually point to us and tell us they want to go to that doctor because that's who they saw last year. So wow. that's really that's really good. Yeah, um, you know they speak Creole there, and next to every doctor and every nurse, we have a young man or young lady from our orphanage who is maybe fourteen to eighteen years old, who speak three languages. They speak French Creole and English very well. Our orphanage is. A really good orphanage and so they sit and interpret for us and they uh, have gotten to where they know the people coming back and they'll say she was here last year and the year before and this is what's going on and this is what you did and it's it's really key to have them there we have to have them there. so it's been you're right the repeat and getting to know them is pretty uh is pretty awesome the other thing we do is we do a uh, safety is probably not even in their vocabulary there. That word may not even exist <laughs> right. in Creole. And uh, so their uh, injuries are a lot of where they've stitched up themselves with fishing line or something. Oh, wow. And, and and we have to clean that wound. So wound care is a big part of us there to stop infection. Yeah. Or if it's already too too late. So we're pulling out stitches and cleaning wounds and doing all kinds of things like that
1: yeah i was uh, yeah i was i was um traveling abroad uh not nearly as a uh, uh, poor of a country as haiti but i i had the need to visit a dentist and it was uh in uh in grand cayman and whoa and uh, you know It was a stateside dentist who had relocated there and, you know, as I was discussing with him as his patients were filing in for the morning, you know, he was talking about very similarly that just if someone has an infection in their mouth, they don't don't either have the belief or the opportunity to come to a dentist for dental care. And that's like one of the chronic problems that they have on the island is infection in the mouth because of that belief that you know, you don't go to the dentist for that sort of thing. So um, just Mm. very simple and uh, such noticeably different traditions when it comes to medicine, when you're not within the contiguous United States, for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, most places there, uh, they've lived on in a mountain, in a village, a mud shack village, their entire life. So they've, to go to the dentist would not even be, they wouldn't even know what that is.
1: Exactly.
0: is. Um, You'd have to drive hours or miles and miles on the back of a, a motorcycle uh, or a tap tap to get to a dentist. And that would be, yeah, that'd be unquestionable. So yeah. unfortunately, they, they tend to have good teeth down there because it's, um, they do sugar cane uh-huh. crops and they, they actually chew on the sugar cane itself mm-hmm. and kind of cleans their teeth. And it's, it's exceptionally how their teeth conditions are pretty good there it's interesting you said that
1: interesting interesting so i i mean so after near i mean you're you're coming up on a decade of this so how, how does 10 consecutive we'll call it 10 consecutive years of bearing witness to the ways that people like that are forced to live what kind of impact does that have on you on a daily basis
0: Wow, that's a great question. Um, you know, after I tell people that go on the trip with me, that after the first trip it changes your life, and then on the second trip it changes the, your lifestyle, uh-huh. and then on the third trip, you know, I tell people you're you're probably uh, you're not only making the juice, you know, you're drinking the juice, you're making it, you know, sure. and uh, and you want to go. I, we have people that beg to go back every year with our trip, and it, uh, it's always penangling people with schedules and calendars, and and then four doctors and four nurses and some of those key people. And you know, myself and some of the people were always dispensable. But you know, it, it's a tough trip. But you know, it's life changing by far. Uh, you, you know, you and I think that when we plug something into that outlet, it's always going to work because it just always does. Yeah. Uh, we don't even think if we have to wash our hands or if we have to drink out of a fountain, it's always going to be good water right um you know um there's always a plug there's always electricity there's always water in our country and we always just expected uh where there you live um you know we we only drink certain water and plugs very, very rarely work even in the big city of port au prince the capital um most homes probably 90% of the homes and businesses only get electricity for a part of the day
1: Wow. So,
0: yeah, I was just visiting there. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story if we if we got a, a side minute. Um, yeah, go
1: ahead.
0: Uh, the the gentleman that runs the orphanage asked me in February. Uh, he you know comes up to me when we're at the medical clinic and you're stressed and everything, and he goes, "Hey, I got a favor to ask you." And I said, "Sure, what's up?" And of course, that's our natural response. And then. But you realize you're in Haiti, you always go, what did I just say? (laughs) Um, (laughs) He says, I need you to come back in August or September. And I'd love to take the older boys from the orphanage on a little mini vacation. And I looked at him and he said, I want to go across the the back of the truck over the mountain, uh, you know, a five hour drive and into a little city that we could possibly stay at a little resort type place or something where they have a swimming pool with clear water in it because most of these kids swim in creeks and oceans yeah and uh and uh maybe even let them go take them out to dinner for two nights where there's a restaurant now where we go there's no there, you don't ever see restaurants sure. after. I, I said I might, my response to him was almost like where in the heck in this country is a restaurant yeah. but uh so we did. I flew out there about a month ago and took them over in the back of the truck. And we took them to places and let them order off the menu. Many of these boys was the first time they even seen a menu, uh, let alone, and they got to order off of it. And, uh, and I'll tell you a quick story. I gave them $15 or can't change it into goods as their currency. And I gave each boy and I said, here's your budget, you know, that it ended up teaching them how to, literally laid the napkin in their lap and et cetera. Right. And uh, they were, they were 12 years old to 18 years old. Wow. This one boy ordered a chi- uh, not chicken entree and it was very nicely plated, you know, two pieces of chicken, rice and et cetera, et cetera. It was very nice looking and fresh vegetables. Well, the other boy figured out he wanted volume. So he got a $6 pizza and a $4 sandwich <laughs> and a $3 this. So his plate was, he had like four plates come to him. And the other little boy looked at me and he goes, Uncle Mitch, is this all I get? <laughs> I said, Well, I said, well, you ordered a nice entree. You ordered the nicer part of the. the so I realized quickly that several of them were going to be disappointed. So we, uh, I ordered like twelve plates of French fries and, and eight more pizzas, and, and of course they had a great time. So and they got to swim in a pool. That was. He goes, look at this water, and he was like, he was excited about the clean water, you know, in a pool.
1: Amazing oh, thing, just simple simple things that all of us take so very much for granted are yeah you know, life-changing and a memorable experience for those boys and what that i mean you just can't crystallize it any better than that right i mean every single one of us takes each of those things that you just described so very much for granted for sure
0: exactly so yeah it. so it was, that was the first that was my ninth trip and or i'm sorry the 10th trip and uh and a fun one so yeah. uh versus working morning to night, so exactly. thank you.
1: Good, well, so six, six of these nine years and 10 trips, you've been responsible to organize this thing. So how's that responsibility had an impact on you from a business perspective? Is there, has, has it changed your, your business approach knowing that you're, you're, you have to approach that same uh, mission trip from a leadership perspective? You bring any lessons along?
0: Well, I think what happened was the doctors were running at the beginning, and, and I, but you know in our business we're all about logistics, sure. and um, and it, after the second year uh, I said, Doc, you know, you know, if you'd like, you could be a doctor, but you're not very good at logistics and coordinating, so let me handle that for you, and you just be the doctor.
1: There you go. And
0: and I didn't know it; I was afraid he'd be like, wait a minute, this is my trip, you know. But actually, he said. Heck yeah! I'll jump right in, and I'll just sit and be a doctor. So uh, perfect. Um, and and you know, you know, our, the logistics side of it was was all what I'm about. You know, don't ask me anything medically. I don't even carry a bandaid. So right. um That's but you know, business wise, I have customers uh, that donate to our trip. Uh, I've sent out uh, flyers to saying, you know, we we need some medical bag sponsorships. So it's five hundred dollars to sponsor a a bag of medicine that probably runs two or three or four or five or $6,000. Uh-huh. Uh, last year, we, last year we took down $162,000 worth of meds and uh, we paid about $7,000 for them. Yeah. So, uh, do them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have several clients that have, uh, you know, said, Hey, I'll never go with you. There's not a chance I'll ever go, but count me, in every day every year uh great there's a supplier out there i don't know if you know multi-line rep kirk mcgovern kirk sure. mcgovern has yeah, told me that kirk every year every year contributes a couple of medical bags and he says he'll probably never go but you can count on me every year a couple of medical bags and uh great. so he's been great for us
1: awesome that's fantastic yeah it's you know it's it's uh oftentimes just by virtue of the relationships that you have with people that they start to understand where your passions lie and to your point like I- i'm i'm oftentimes uh touched and moved by the stories of what i see and hear and bear witness to you know by virtue of these interviews and i it's crazy for me because i'm completely motivated by every single one of these to, to want to be involved. And it's like, how, how do you get yourself aligned in a way that allows you to be able to contribute? Right. And, uh, I've been invited on all the trips and it's to the point. And I think I'm reaching a threshold point myself where, yeah, I I might cross that line from, Hey, here's some money or here's some of my time, but I'm not going to, maybe I'm going to get inspired to uh, take a trip one of these days. So, so, um, how, so, so from a deepening of relationships perspective, again, bringing it back full circle around this whole notion of uh, not taking things for granted, both from a personal perspective, have you seen any impact to your actual business as a result of what you've been doing philanthropically? Have you, have you, have you altered the course of your business? Has it changed you in any way? Or is it more just a reflection of uh, your own values all along the way?
0: Uh, I think, uh, well, first I got to say, besides, uh, I I didn't want to be remiss, uh, Sandmar every year donates about 400 of our shirts because we take a team, we take a team of the 18 people and we take uh, two shirts a day and you do the math plus our uh, young kids from the orphanage, there's about 450 shirts we take. So they're all logoed in different colors and really works out great. So I appreciate a big kudos to them. Uh, You know, I I don't know that um, it hasn't changed no i i try and be very careful business wise I think it change you know the people that know it know it through me through social media or something or somebody in their office tells them um I don't really go out tooting it to be honest with you to very many people um if if they do they'll see it and whether it's social or somebody um you know one funny thing is Haiti is a melting pot for uh misprinted promo items I bet so yeah, so they usually it's kind of fun to see a football team that didn't win the Super Bowl but it says they did. Right. And a team in a team that, you know, whether what it's just the All-Star game or whatever it is, you know, the, and you go, "Wait a minute, they didn't win that." But uh but <laughs> yeah. but, but, but that's the, and that's good though. That's the melting pot. That's where these companies we sign agreements all the time. Payload signs agreements that these will be taken to a third world country and they will not be distributed within the United States, you know. Right. And that's a great thing that our industry supports that. And our industry, uh, you know, I tell people all the time down there, if we give a, a T-shirt, a man's hat or a whatever, a pocket knife or something to a female that you know darn good and well, she will not wear it or use it, whatever Yeah. it is, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to her because let's put this into perspective. She's going to take it somewhere and trade it for food wow. for her family. Wow. So, yeah, that, and we see it all the time. We see it all the time. Ladies will grab men's shoes in a heartbeat because they will go barefoot, but they will take men's shoes down to the market and trade them for food for their family.
1: Amazing, amazing. Yeah, Yeah, just such an incredible, incredible uh, testimony to the power of what we do, and you know, a great lesson. That's awesome. All right, so Mitch, if if we got somebody jazzed about this and they want to help, we'll talk about some of the ways. So obviously, medical bag sponsorship is one way to do it. But we've got members of the industry here. So, so what, yeah. what What for your next trip would be really great if it happened? Well,
0: there's uh, two ways. Number one is uh, joining our team sometime. That would be great. We, we, we make the team about a year in advance, or maybe 10 to 11 months in advance. So it's a little tougher to get in but I would encourage a, if somebody was interested in doing this, reach out to me. I would set them up with our orphanage who host groups year round. And I would be a, I would say a a fun trip down there would be a promo week trip where you you take all these bags full of promos. You will not be a medicine oriented. You'll get through customs so much easier. And when you're there, Every day, the orphanage will take you out to these villages, and you just give away and love on people that uh, you've never seen before, and it would be a fun trip, and you would give away stuff and give away stuff, and you would be just enlightened and changed over it, and I would encourage people to reach out to me. I could easily help them put it together, even if it's a group of uh, probably a minimum of about six would be a good group, and then six up to 18 would be a good Got group.
1: Got it. Well, I, I don't know how taking the stuff that we already love and taking it to people who would love it more than anybody else would ever be a bad thing. So <laughs> sounds, sounds to me like a, a great something for someone to organize, and I'd love to see it happen. And if anybody out there wants to pick up the ball and run with it, you might just have a, a participant here sitting on the microphone so Mitch I, I love so much that we got a chance to tell this story and I, I can't wait to see uh, what comes out of social from the next go round. and keep it up man I'm just it's such it's such so heartwarming and so soul-filling to hear what people like you are up to so thanks for sharing it with everybody man I really appreciate it
0: well thank you very much if they, somebody wants to email it's real simple it's mitch.rotus at halo.com and it's R-H-O-D-U-S. And I'm sure I could fix them up with that. Number one, number two, Roger, thank you for reaching out to me for what you do for this industry and spreading the good word of all the different exciting projects that are going on. Uh, this makes it really happen and brings it closer to home. You know, we're all out there. Uh, there's enough customers out there for everybody. And I love the fact that the supplier and distributor network is so close. So some of my very good friends are competitors and uh, I love that. So thank you very much for what you do.
1: You bet, man. Thank you. Take care.